Yo, it's your boy, sir. You're listening to 2020 Podcast. Before we get started, I'm going to play a clip of an interview I had with uh, Miss Rosalind Spencer. And uh, I'm playing it because it was so integral to this struggle that I went through. And uh, Roz, if you're listening to this, thank you for this answer on the interview I, I conducted with you because it stuck with me. And so I'm going to play it here before this uh, podcast starts. So thanks, Roz. I really appreciate it. And that brings me to my final question, which is coincidentally my favorite question. Uh, and honestly, I always dedicate this question to everyone else out there who's listening, who's about to take that leap of faith, leap of faith, excuse me, but is a, a little bit hesitant. So what words of encouragement would you have for anyone else who's just starting? Um, honestly, and this is where I may sound a little bit cliche again. Um, when I was a kid, my dad gave me um, a framed copy of the poem "Don't Quit," mm. and I don't, I don't know the, I don't know the author. I, I've been trying to find who had it, but I can, I still have that that copy of that of that poem. And there's a line in it, and it says, you know, rest if you must, but don't you quit. And and it happens, you know. I mean, there's there are times when you you, you, can't, you might you might have to sit still, and you might have to might have to catch your breath. But the important thing is to to stay focused and to uh, and to not not ever give up on what it is that you're pursuing, because there's a reason why why you why you got that thought to pursue that dream to begin with. So I would say just just don't quit. It's been a long time since I did this, especially even this mic. And I forget how powerful this mic is. I can hear the birds outside and I'm inside with headphones on. That's crazy how good this mic is. And I I don't even use this mic. I used to use this for the group recordings, but due to schedules, we don't really get to do those anymore like we used to. And some people are falling off. You know, some people moved. Some people have life going on, but time waits for no man. And so here we are. Just me, a mic, and uh, some software recording what I say. What's good, I'm sure, <laughs> if you ain't caught on by now. Uh, what's been going on? I guess I should start there. To those of you who don't know, I'm uh, two weeks out from having surgery. I had a uh, bariatric surgery and uh it went well. It went well. Um I got some funny stories that I'm going to share kind of recapitulating uh the recent events of the last 2 weeks or what happened and uh yeah, I'm just going to talk for a minute. So for those of you who know this story, you can skip if you want to later on. And to those of you who don't know, uh, go get you something to drink. Go get you a snack, because I got some funny stuff to go over. So, to those of you that don't know what I had, if you've been just busy with life or just haven't been on our page lately, man, I had weight loss surgery call. Yeah, your boy gave in and did it. You know, I think it's courageous. Other people don't. Some people think I took the easy way out. In fact, a lot of people think I took the easy way out. (laughs) Um... 
what I did was uh, I had the gastric sleeve. And some of y'all be like, what's the gastric sleeve? Even though y'all have Google, I guess I'll just go ahead and save you some some thumb time. Uh, gastric sleeve is when they go into your stomach. They basically partition off about 80% of your stomach and they take it out. So whereas your stomach can hold up to, in some cases for some people, up to a liter of items, my stomach is four ounces. Yeah. So if you're wondering how we got there, sit back and listen. So a couple of years back, I moved back from Huntsville to Mobile, Alabama. Around that time, that's when this podcast uh, thing started. So anyway, I had started my weight loss journey, started seeing the nutritionists and stuff and uh, things didn't go according to plan because I was trying to get my surgery stuff together. And turns out I was given misinformation, had to start over because my insurance wanted me to have six months of continuous visits. Well, unfortunately, that didn't happen with my uh, out of network, which I now know out of network nutritionist. So I had to start over. But anyway, long story short, I get to the point where I get approved for the surgery. Cool. So from there. I get my date that it's uh, January 19th. All right. So I'm about to take you to January 18th. January 18th. I was here. I was home. I was on the final day of my 10 day pre-op. What's it called? Pre-op diet. Now, if you're curious as to what that was, if you've been following me on Facebook day by day, I would post captain's log liquid diet day X, you know, in a little funny message or you know just kind of a little quip so uh that was i I was really doing uh people were asking me questions about the diet how much weight i was losing if you want to know how much weight i lost totally 20 uh pounds in 10 days if you don't believe me uh well i would say call my hospital but that would be a hipaa violation and i'd get really rich from that so in fact do call the hospital and ask them and tell me if they tell you but anyway so I lost 20 pounds, literally, in 10 days. Uh, all I did was crystal light, which is basically water. And no, crystal light does not have sugar in it. It doesn't. We did the research. That's why my nutritionist let me have it as much as I want. But anyway, crystal light, strained cream soup, and what else could I have? Oh, Jello, J-E-L-L-O. Trying to get a sponsorship. But anyway, so... I was doing the, you know, the diet and everything, and it was hard the first few days, and it was hard the last couple days. But in between, like around four, between four to six or seven, it was okay. Once you get over that first hump, it's all right, because them first couple days, you're hungry, there's food everywhere, you can smell it. And when you're hungry, your sense of smell skyrockets. I don't know if you know that. So my sense of smell skyrocketed. I started having... I wanted to what I would equivalent to uh, because let's let's be honest. Some of you might not agree with me, but food is an addiction for some people. Sorry to spoil it for you. If you don't believe it, just think about it. Think about the statement of comfort food, you know, and in and, and being overweight, even though it's common, it isn't uh, healthy. You know, what I'm saying mentally or physically, of course, Um but uh, I, I, I was what you call a bored eater. 
meaning I would have nothing to do and I would just eat just because I was bored, you know. And uh, so anyway, going back to what I was talking about. So the, it was kind of like a withdrawal I went through. I know that sounds crazy. You know, you hear stories about people going to rehab and going through withdrawal. I, I went through a food withdrawal. I had headaches. I was feeling sick, nauseous. I was irritable. I, I got into it with people. I was snappy. I was rude. I, man, I was just imagine being hangry for 10 days straight. So I, I was really I had to go back and apologize to people because I was so dry. But anyway, so uh, I make it through the 10 days, which are hell. Um, we make it to the surgery day. Now, I don't know about y'all. I was amped. Uh, I personally was excited about this surgery. So get to my doc. Uh, well, get to the hospital. Excuse me. Well, let me let me start the night before night before. I can't sleep because I'm so excited. I'm like, tomorrow's the big day. Tomorrow's the big day. Now, I'm gonna tell you something about me. I wasn't afraid of the surgery at all. Not one bit. Uh, most people are being are afraid to go under. Most people are afraid of having surgery. I wasn't because I've I've had surgery before and I've been put under before. And when I was put under um, because I had surgery, uh, surgery on my sinuses, I had what you call a turbinate reduction and an adenoidectomy. A turbinate reduction is basically your nostrils. My nostril cavity, uh, I think it was like in 14 um basically was inflamed it was it was there was just my sinuses were constantly uh inflamed they were swollen uh to the point where my doctor was telling me i'm only getting 20 percent of the oxygen that i should be getting so it was pretty serious that's another reason why black people need to go to the doctor more often i ain't find this out until i was like 2014 i think i was 27 yeah 27 28 but anyway so i get the surgery and when and, and I'm not talking about the bariatric surgery, I'm talking about my sinus surgery. So the way my anesthesiologist, well, to those of you who never been under or had surgery. So what happens is you go to the hospital, they give you your wristband and everything. You go to the surgery room, you change clothes, which when I say change clothes, I mean you strip naked and you put on that um, nurse's gown, not nurse's gown, that little surgery gown with the booty out. And so I did that. You know, I laid on a bed and you meet your anesthesiologist because they literally have to go over the possibilities and complications and discuss and everything with you and see where you head at mentally. So I met my anesthesiologist. He told me everything and he told me about, you know, the complications and then, you know, complications do happen. They're rare, you know, whoop de whoop. And I, I was kind of nervous when he said that because you don't really think about death until somebody brings up death, you know. <laughs> so but anyway, Met my doctor at the time. He shook my hand, talked to my family. He was like, hey, you know, my and my doctor's name was Dr. LaFrenz in, in Huntsville. If he's still active and you got sinus issues, go see him. Uh, ear, nose, throat uh, doctor. Great doctor. But I think he's a germaphobe because he got a really weak handshake. Uh, but anyway, if you listen, Dr. LaFrenz, my bad. I'm just keeping it 100. Um, but anyway, so you talk to the anesthesiologist. You meet the doctor before the surgery. He, he sees if you're all right. He goes over what's going to happen. And so your anesthesiologist come to you and usually got your IV drip going. Your anesthesiologist going to slip you something to make you calm down. But that's to get you ready to be knocked uh, off out. So he slipped it to me. You know, I was I was feeling better. I'm like, oh, OK, cool, cool. You know, I'm not as nervous now. 
And then they went to move my bed and that's when everything slowed down. I was like, whoa, I feel whatever he gave me. And this anesthesiologist was so slick. He got me on the surgery table. I'm in the surgery room looking at all the equipment. I'm high as a kite. He says, all right, Mr. Evans, so I'm going to put this mask on your face and I'm going to cut on the gas. Uh, by the time I get to one, the gas will probably take you over. I'm like, all right, cool. Now, keep in mind, I'm high. And of course, this man is lying to me. But uh, so he puts the mask on my face and he was like, just breathe regular. You know, I'll let you know when I turn it on. He's, uh, he was like 10, 9, 8. And I woke up. If you're wondering what I mean, this guy had the gas on the entire time. And I'm going to cut out that N-word. I mean, say that. But he had the gas on the entire time. I just didn't know it. I was breathing. I, I literally remember 10, 9. I began to say 8. And I woke up. The surgery was over. So that's how it works. They knock you out, people. So I know some of y'all are nervous. But you, you just go to sleep, man. That's all it is. Is You just you basically on the couch watching Netflix. On a show, episode 10 of whatever you binging, and it's like 2 o'clock in the morning, and you just doze off. That's what it is. So back to present day. I'm, you know, I'm, my mom pull up because I, I drove there. You know, my mom rode with me. So we pull up. You know, I'm, I'm like a basketball player showing up at the venue. I got my backpack with all my stuff in it. Got my clothes on. You know, I go to the trunk. I unload everything I need. My mom parks my whip. I go report in. And like, Mr. Evans, I'm like, this is me. I only say here. I said, this is me. You know, they give me my wristband and everything. And I give my mom my bag. And she was like, well, we're going to take you to the back. When they say they take you to the back, that's when you're going to do what I told you earlier. You're going to put your nurse booty outfit on. And uh, you're going to get in the bed. So uh, you do that by yourself, by the way. So if you have family in the front, they're going to stay in the atrium. And uh, they'll bring them up later. So I got into uh, my nurse's booty outfit. And, uh... Sitting there, I'm watching TV, talking to my nurse. Uh, I think her name was Debbie, and uh, she gets gets me my IV in my hand and everything. I'm just chilling. Uh, anesthesiologist comes in, we rap for a minute. Um, by then, my folks and my girl comes up, you know, and uh, we sitting there. They're they're nervous. I know they're nervous, but I'm not. And a uh, doctor comes in, and and the thing about Dr. Weinstein, man, he if you ain't heard me before, Dr. Weinstein is the coolest white man I ever heard in my life. The I, I'm serious. This this old guy has the most swag I've ever seen in my life. If if, if this if you're watching the video on YouTube, I'm now going to include the video or fi uh, picture of Dr. Weinstein. Uh, so anyway, we um, tells me what's going on, what's about to happen. Uh, he says, "Let's do it," and I'm like, "Oh, it's time." So game day, bam. It takes me in the back. Anesthesiologist slips me, you know, my my shot. And I'm like, all right, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to feel it. And I start feeling it. And I remember, this is all I remember for the surgery portion. They take me into the surgeon's room. And the room was way smaller than I thought it would be. It was way smaller than I thought it would be. It was about the size of a, an x-ray room. It wasn't big at all. So by the time uh, they have me get on the table, I'm gone. I'm out. I just remember being out. And I remember uh, hearing Mr. Evans, Mr. Evans. This is kind of like in a movie where you hear that faint uh, calling of your name, Mr. Evans, Mr. Evans, Mr. Evans. I'm like, huh? They was like, hey, the surgery's over. Can you stand? And I remember trying to stand and I couldn't. Pain was too much. So what they did was they uh, apparently, apparently they, they had to put me back in the chair 
Um, I the pain was so much. I'm gonna keep it 100 with y'all. The pain was so much. I actually urinated on myself, like real talk. Because they it was fresh surgery. Like literally, they had just completed and tried to get me to stand, walk. I couldn't do it. So I urinated on myself. They they cleaned me up. I ain't gonna lie. And you know, I'm a grown man. You know, it is what it is. You know, they they saw my stuff. They they took care of me. They got me clean. Got me a new thing. And uh, so we get uh, I get back to the, the recovery room because you don't go directly to your hospital room. I went to my recovery room and they uh, let me wake up. And I remember just being dressed in sweat. I'm hot. I'm burning up like literally my face is dripping with sweat. Literally, I wipe my face off and the nurse sees me. He's like he's waking. And so uh, they was like, can you stand up? I was like, nope, and I don't want to try. It was like, okay. <laughs> so um, they finally let my folks back there. I'm kind of in and out. And uh, this, see, this is one thing I can't stand. This is what I can't stand. Women will not let men rest. Y'all won't. Y'all will not. Y'all won't let a man rest. And what I mean by that is that I was just in surgery, and my girl is standing there. Tapping on the side of my head to wake me up. I just had surgery. I just had surgery. And you want to check and see if I'm alive. I'm breathing. <laughs> you know, like let a black man rest. Listen to me, people. Listen to me, people. I know y'all be concerned. I get it. But when a man has surgery, let him rest. Please, please, please. You know, you can you can have us take out the trash and wake us up. All, you know, in the future, but in the, in our, in our surgery bed, come on now, let us, let us sleep. But anyway, so, uh, after a while they transport me to my, uh, recovery room, which is my hospital room. I forgot what floor I was on. I think I was on third or second floor. Yeah. Third floor. I think, I think I was third floor. No, I was second floor, second floor. I think I was 22, 34 was my room. But anyway, so we get to my room and I'm just kind of out of it. And uh, they introduced me to my nurse, my CNA. I'm not paying attention. They checking my vitals, which means they check my blood pressure and my temperature. Temperature high. My temperature was like 100. Because remember, keep in mind, I told you that I was sweating earlier. And we're going to come back to that. So my temperature's high. So they're like, Mr. Evans, you need to get on the spirometer. If you don't know what a spirometer is, it's this thing that you blow into. Uh, or is it that you suck into? No, you suck. You... you as hard as you can, you know, to keep uh, your lungs open because uh, when you go on in anesthesia for so long, you can't develop pneumonia if you don't stretch your lungs. So uh, to prevent pneumonia, they had these lead things on me to keep the blood clots from happening. And I was on my spirometer. Now, at this time, they want you to also drink water if possible. Now, keep in mind, I'm just out of surgery. Remember, I just told you my stomach hurt. So they were like, all right, man, we're going to want you to do these one ounce cups of water. Now, they weren't cold. They were room temperature. But y'all listen here. I couldn't do them waters like they wanted me to. Uh, one, I don't know if you know how much one ounce is. Uh, but if you if you know what a communion cup is, it's around the size of that. Maybe a little bit smaller, depending on what church you go to. So they wanted me to finish a communion cup about every 15 minutes. My body wasn't having it. You know, uh, I would sip the water, maybe get it down, and I would dry heave every time I drunk something. Now, I don't know if you know what real pain is, but real pain is having surgery on your stomach and then feeling like you got to throw up. That's real pain. 
that that was oh my god and uh if you know my podcast mates i told them uh my story and uh <laughs> k marie told me it sounded like i had a c-section <laughs> uh with the shoe that's what it felt like but anyway uh so they kept trying to get me to do this water now imagine you, you sip water it touches now my my stomach is drastically different because remember i told you they took out 80 percent of my stomach and it's still sore so I feel the water go down my esophagus and into this small sleeve of a stomach that I got now, which also, you know, made me feel nauseous. So I'm nauseated, dry heaving, thirsty and sweating. So about every few hours, they come and check on me. And uh, so finally, it's the end of the day. They finally let me just go to sleep. I, I, I drunk a little bit of water, a little bit. Uh, I was mainly getting my fluids for the day in my IV. So to show you how much I wasn't drinking water, uh, I had my IV for one whole day and I didn't pee. That's how dehydrated I was. So we go to bed that night and uh, I kind of get comfortable. I lay a little bit on my side. And uh, so I wake up in the middle of the night. It was about 2.30 and I put my hand on my side, you know. Because it was sore and it was wet. I was like, oh, man, no, I done pissed myself. And, I'm, and you might think I might have been over it because it already happened before. But it is what it is. I, I didn't pee myself. So I uh, pulled back the covers to see what kind of damage I done did. Only to see I didn't pee. Uh, apparently, one of my stitches popped. And there's blood everywhere. Y'all listen to me. I had a pad under me. Uh, you know, just for any leakage, uh, blood was on, had moved, had, I had spilt so much blood. It was from my left side under my back and reaching my right side. That's how much blood I lost. Bed was soaked. And, uh, I was like, uh, mom, I'm bleeding. And my mom was sit there and sleep. She was like, wait, what? I was like, I'm, I'm bleeding. It's, it's bad. And she, she, she freaked out understandably so she throw back the covers and i see actually blood or not only on my side and back it's starting to like it's down to almost my feet like i have a lot of blood on this bed uh so she freaks out she calls the nurse immediately the nurse comes in and my mom is pissed because my nurse had been checking my vitals but she didn't check any of my stitches not my stitches but any of my wounds my incisions she never checked him. My mom is furious. Absolutely livid. Because keep in mind, my mom's an RN, so she know how things go. So the charge nurse has to come in, and uh, the CNA comes in to help. And uh, the nurse who was helping me, I won't say her name, but she was freaked out at how much blood was there that she froze. And my mom saw she froze. And the charge nurse had to come in and take over. My mom snapped and told her to do not come back in this room. Uh, I will give kudos to uh, the charge nurse at the time. I think her name was Miss Keisha. And uh, the CNA who helped me, uh, his name was Richard. Um, I often talk about, and then this is a footnote, I often talk about race relations. Uh in living in Alabama, because it, it is an issue. It is an issue. I'm not going to say it, but this guy, 
Uh, and I, I'm, you know, I, I take exception to it because he did such a great job. I'm one of those people that I go off the energy of everybody in the room. Everybody was panicking. So I started to panic. And this gentleman named Richard, he, he was a CNA, but he used to be in the army. Uh, he looked at me. He was like, uh, Mr. Evans, look, he was like, don't panic. We got you. He was like, just focus on me. And, and I, I started my I started breathing like because <laughs> I, I think I'm about to die. You know, I'm looking at all this blood around me. And he was like, look at me. I got you. He was like in the army. We had this thing where we're not going to leave you behind. He was like, I'm not going to leave you. I got you. And he sat with me, made sure like he helped, uh, you know, replace everything. You know, he helped replace and uh, place uh, sterile strips on my incisions along with with the nurse. Um, he helped put uh, compression wrapping on it to prevent the to stop the bleeding. And uh, I, I listen, I don't know if this is going to read Richard. But Richard, man, thank you, Miss Keisha. Thank you. I appreciate y'all's quick reactions uh, because I, I honestly from the way everybody was reacting, I thought I was going to die. And that's that's not a pun. That's not a joke. That is literally me telling y'all how I felt at that time. So needless to say, that was a rough night. Um, my nurses would change around 4 a.m. every morning. And so uh, I had to stay because uh, the HR nurse came and uh, she wanted to talk to us about um, my experience last night. And she wanted to talk to me specifically. And I told her my accounts and um, I tried to kind of let the, the nurse off a little easy who froze but I, I had to tell the truth you know um that she froze because it could be a situation in the future where somebody's life is at stake and her freezing is not uh conducive to the situation and i had to tell the truth so she was banned from being uh my nurse you know and uh we got the situation straight we got it rectified we made sure we had uh talented people uh experienced to come and uh this was the day I met my uh, my doctor, uh, my associate doctor, because Dr. Weinstein, he wasn't there. So I met one of his associate doctors under him. She came and checked on me. She was like, hey, how's your water intake coming? And I'm like, oh, about water. Forgot. And she was like, look. And I'm kid. I kid you not. This this there was a blonde lady. I don't know if she was a natural blonde, but she was a blonde lady, long hair. And uh, she she had one of them voices where she was stern, but fair. She was like, if you're not drinking, you know, enough water that we can feel like you're doing enough by yourself, we won't let you go home. You will stay. And I was like, well, it hurts when I drink, you know, like I, I can't. They wanted me to do 64 ounces, guys. I, I couldn't do it. I, I could not do it. My stomach was hurting too much when drinking. So I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to end up staying, Doc, because I, I simply can't do it. She's like, it's all right with me, you know, but, you know, I just wanted to let you know. So with this being day two, I got a new set of nurses, a new set of uh, CNAs. Uh, CNA that stuck with me. Uh, her name was she was a young kid. She was fresh out of high school. Her name was Destiny. She's from Centronale. Destiny has the country's twang. And if you know anybody from Centronelle, you know that twang I'm talking about. Uh, it, she, I, I, uh, she's like, my name is Destiny. And I was like, I, I waited for like two hours. I was like, Destiny, where you from? 
Centronail. That's that's how they say it. And I was like, this is adorable. So she was a great CNA. She she brought me uh, popsicles since I couldn't really drink and I could I listen to me y'all. I I told them popsicles up, up, um, sugar free popsicles. That that was part of my uh, my water intake for the day. And so I I was glad I could really get that and hold it. And it it made my stomach feel good because it was cold. And uh, the surgeon came and I told him, you know, hey, you know, it it hurts when I drink water and it touches my stomach. It was like, well, I've noticed that your temperature still goes up to about 100. It was like could mean that you have swelling in your stomach from the surgery, you know. Uh, you know, and, and that happens with some people. Your body may think it's a, it's an infection, so your temperature can elevate, and mine did. And so I had to keep had to keep uh, doing that spirometer. Um, so I'm now at the point. It's this day number two. It's about midday. I'm I'm doing popsicles. I'm I'm getting out the bed. I'm doing my walking. You know, walking around to get the gas moving. Because believe me, that was a lot of gas. Uh, I had a had an incident. So I'm sitting in the chair. I'm watching uh, National Geographic because I don't do real people. I'd rather watch animals and stuff and, and animal cops and all that. I, it just interests me more. So I'm watching and um, I see this lady and she said something funny. I can't remember what it was. And I might have still been high from the, the morphine. By the way, I was morphined up, y'all. Do y'all hear me? Um but it might have been still high from the morphine because my pain level was I'm at a out of 10. I was on day number two. I was at about a five. It was a constant pain, you know, because, you know, it stabbed me in my stomach and ripped out my stomach. Uh, so I'm sitting in a chair. I'm comfortable finally. And uh, sometimes I would even go to sleep in this upright chair because it, it just felt more comfortable than the bed, you know. So I'm sitting in this chair wrapped up in a blanket with a pillow, you know, in my gown in my boxes. And uh, I had gas and, you know, it's good to have gas because they blow up my stomach before they cut it off and take it out. So I still had gas. So I would poop and I was happy to poop. So, I, you know, do the little side poop where you 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 bend your hip and you poop. So I did a little burp. It was long, man. It was long, long little burp. I'm like, burp. And I was like, dang, that was that was a long one. And so that heat lingered. And I'm like, dang. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm, I move my hip a little bit, and that heat's still there. And I'm like, wait a minute, what's that smell? Did somebody leave something in here? Dog, I pooped myself. I actually pooped myself. Uh, I, I didn't, I was in such disbelief because I, I didn't pee myself, now I didn't poop myself. Like, it's the full package. So I didn't believe it. So I, 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 I moved my hip some more. And I'm like, yeah, that's not hot. That's hot and wet. So my mom was asleep. And I'm like, I'm not going to let my mom know. I just pooped myself. I'm not. And so <laughs> I get up. Now, keep in mind, I'm dragging an IV. I get up. I wrap myself. And I go look in the bathroom. The bathroom has a mirror. And I look at my boxes. And my boxes indeed has a streak. I'm like, no, I'm not going to let them see that I've let one go. So I sit on the toilet, I finish myself, and uh, my mom's like, you good? I'm like, no. I'm like, I, I pooted, and I'm, listen, y'all, I'm at an age where I can't lie to my mom no more. 
I pooed it and I, 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 I used it on myself. She's like, wow. <laughs> that was my mom's response, wow. So she was like, well, uh, I got a bag here. Just put your boxes in there. So I put my boxes in the bag, cleaned myself up. Uh, and when I say my bag, I'm talking about this little small plastic bag. I tied it up tight as hell and threw it away. But um, I wrapped them up uh, and I go back to my chair. And I had some casualties in the chair. There was no poop directly on the chair, but there was poop on the blanket that I was wrapped in. And there was poop on the pillow because I'm like, no, man. Now they're going to know I didn't eat it on myself. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so I, 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 my mom's like, look, this is what happened, you know. So I take the pill. She's like, just put the stuff in the bathroom and they'll come get it. And so I'm like, please let the nurse come get it. Not 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 little sweet destiny. Not this baby destiny. I do not want her dealing with it. Ten minutes. Guess who walks in? Mr. Evans, you all right? I'm like, no, destiny, no. And so she she's checking my vitals. And I'm sitting here thinking she put my blood pressure thing sleeve on. She's checking my temperature. I'm sitting here thinking, you know, she's talking to me about how's your water intake? Are you hungry? Um, I'm sitting here thinking, how am I going to tell this girl I didn't eat it on myself? I'm like, well, I'm I'm good. I'll take popsicles. I was like, but that's in the, uh, I soiled a blanket and a pillow that I was sitting on. And she was like, oh. And so she went and looked and the smell hit her. I could tell because she kind of jerked back when she opened the bathroom door. So she went and <laughs> she put on these gloves and got this special bag and put everything in the bag. And she took it out for me. And she she assured me it was okay. Now, I would feel like she was talking about me, but after that I went to go walking again because I felt gas. And this this ain't like Putin gas. I'm talking about the gas that in your ribs and it moves and it it hurts and all that. So she's walking with me and and I'm I'm kind I'm embarrassed. Ain't no kind of about it. I'm embarrassed. And she's and I didn't expect for her to talk, you know, because. Some of the nurses, I know they, they have life going on. So I didn't think they wanted to hear what I had to say. But she's walking and she's talking with me. She was like, hey, so how you feeling? I'm like, I'm I'm sore, but I'm here. You know, that that was the best answer I could give. Because uh, a lot of you can know that uh, even while I was in the hospital, I didn't like talking. Because when you talk, you have a diaphragm that you have to push on for certain expressions. And uh, I was walking and breathing, so I didn't like talking. I, I didn't call people uh i didn't talk to people on the phone I, I i rarely even text my mom and my girl would text for me so chances are if i was in the hospital you know and you was messaging me it, it, it wasn't me you know it was my social media squad handling that uh shout out to my mom and ash uh <laughs> but anyway so uh we're walking and we're just talking and she was like well she was like you got any kids or anything I was like, no, not yet. I was like, I do have a great girl and, you know, and all that. She's like, oh, that's so sweet. And we're just talking, just rapping and talking. And I genuinely felt like she was concerned with my well-being because she didn't make me feel like I was a, a hindrance. She was there genuinely to help. And I love that feeling. That really, that's kind of rare nowadays. And, and then I respect nurses because they have to deal with so much and different types of people and management and stuff. And she she really did her thing. So uh, around this time, I started getting visitors. My brother came to see me. Uh, 
that night, even my uh, stepdad came to see me, but has a different story. I don't think he really came to see me. I'm pretty sure he came to see my mom and just, you know, some people try to get brownie points off of people. I really felt like he didn't come there to see me. He came to see my mom and uh, try to show that he was going to be there, you know, because if he was really concerned about me and my well-being, you would have messaged me, you know, or asked to talk to me or would have, ch- you know, I don't know. I don't know. I digress. I digress. You know, I call him my stepdad because this is the man my mom married, you know, and no disrespect to him. I'll call him my stepfather because this is the man she was with for majority of my life. You know, uh, it may not be a model person or model figure situation, but I will, for the sake of respect, give him that title. Now, my brother on the other end, nah, he ain't, my brother ain't saying that. But anyway, uh, so this is the end of day number two. You know, my nurses come to me again. They're like, look, you still ain't drinking what you, you know, supposed to be drinking. They won't let you go home. Now, to those of you who don't know, this surgery is supposed to be uh, overnight surgery. Like you get the surgery, you spend the night, you go home the next day. I'm going on day number three at the hospital. <laughs> and now day number three, however, my pain, I don't know if it was, um, uh, just getting over the hump of day number two and getting my pooting in and stuff. But uh, day number three, my pain was like at a two, a two, two to one. And uh, that's out of 10, you know. So I, I was pretty good. I was getting up more frequently on my own, walking and pooting, not letting it go on myself. Uh, was even, I oh, I did have one scare. That night I, I vomited when I tried to drink something too fast. So I learned the hard way to really take my time drinking with a smaller stomach. So uh, day number three, uh, my girl is there. Majority, she had spent the night with me the night before. And uh, I, I, I for the first time, I really got some sleep until about one o'clock when my my new CNA came in and uh, they introduced me to the new squad that I was having for the remainder of the time I'll be there. And I love this lady. I, I can't remember her name. Uh, Rebecca. I can't remember. I can't remember. But uh, she was she was awesome. She was really sweet. She was a few words. She she really wanted me to feel comfortable. And she she made sure I had everything I had. I needed kind of like Destiny did. So uh, she, only thing she did. That I wasn't cool with it. Y'all, she had some people come and take blood work from me. Listen, at 4 a.m. in the morning. Now, look, if you know me, if you've been around me, you know I am not a morning person. So not only am I already agitated because it's 4 in the morning and I'm sore from surgery. But here's some lady trying to get blood out of me. I'm like... Nincompoop. Are you serious? Like, for real? Like, right now is when you need blood? Like, who needs blood four in the morning? Like, for real. And so I, I haphazardly scrolls my hand, let her get the vein. And listen to me, I hate needles. I hate giving blood or uh, getting samples or whatever they call it. Whatever you people, CNAs call it when you get people blood. Um, I, I hate it because I hate that piercing feeling. In my vein, I, I absolutely hate it, but I had to get used to it because this was happening every day at the hospital. Anyway, because they was, if you don't know why, they was just monitoring my platelet count and uh, all that junk. And so um, I was feeling better that day, day number three. I was kind of getting my, my drinks in. I was able to do my ounces, 
And uh, here comes the doc. Doc comes in. Hey, what's up, Jeremy? I'm like, not much, doc. What's good? That's how I talk to my doctors. Um, she was like, you want to go home? I'm like, yeah, send me on home, man. She was like, let's do it. She was like, you know, I see that you, you're drinking, you're doing your popsicles. Can you keep that up for me? I was like, yeah, all right. She was like, cool. I'm going to go get the paperwork, and we're going to get it done. Now, by this time, my nutritionist comes in. And she was like, hey, I'm your nutritionist. I want to come out at you, give you this information. This is what you're going to be doing. She's like, for the next two weeks, you're back on full liquids. I'm like, ugh. And if you remember, go back to the beginning. Full liquids is soup, crystal light, and jello. And that's for two weeks, 14 days of strained soup, jello, and crystal light. That's it. That is it. It. So, uh, it's, it's ironic because today is day number 14. So, after two weeks uh, of liquids uh you move to two weeks of pureed if you don't know what pureed is it's like when something is broken down into almost a pudding think of the kind of think of the texture of like applesauce and yogurt so you know i can have those type of items now um i went and got some applesauce like last night so i could have it today i'm gonna eat one in a minute matter of fact you better be glad i ain't eat it while recording this uh so after that uh, after I get approved for two weeks of that, uh, I can move to move and start incorporating smaller bits of regular food. And then after that two weeks, I'm back to normal, you know, like, but not normal, but like, you know, eating, trying just regular foods. I just want to make sure my stomach is healed. Now, um, now I'm back home, man. It's day number 14 post-op. I'm officially puree gang PG, um, The main thing I notice now is that uh, it takes me a longer time in the bathroom. Uh, also, hair was thinning out. My hair is thinning out. Uh, I do take vitamins and, and supplements for it. but uh, and, and I did read about this possibly happening. Uh, yeah, my, my hair did thin and hopefully it will bounce back. Uh, cause if, if I start thinning, I'm going bald, funny, funny shaped head and all y'all. If I start thinning for real, for real, I'm not holding on to it. I'm not going to have that little fryer monk thing going on. You know what? They had a little horseshoe hair shape where they just holding on to whatever hair they can. I ain't doing all that, bro. Nope. I'm not. Nah, I'm not doing implants. I'm not doing the fake man weave and not that I have anything against man weave. Shout out to I create confidence. Say, John, I see what you're doing, bro kudos no disrespect to that i just i'm not doing it i'm just gonna let it go i'm just gonna be bald and sexy you know and just confident you know it is what it is but uh as of today i'm down uh i checked uh 30 pounds i know i should probably insert some sort of applause there but yeah 30 pounds is pretty cool you know i still don't see it people say my face is slimming i don't see it yet but it is what it is um Right now, I do have hunger uh, bouts, hunger pangs, uh, where I want something to like chew on. Like I can't wait to get to meat. Uh, I, I I can uh, puree fish and chicken, but I I want a steak. Like and I, I know with a four ounce stomach, nigga, I can have a sliver of a steak, like a the the end piece, and that's about it. But I take that man. Like I want to taste like flavor, like meat flavor. Like I I can't wait because I think. I'll be clear by the time of my birthday, 
And uh, hopefully my folks will do like they did last year. Last year, my mom bought me a steak, like a big old steak nah, that I had for my birthday. And I think I'm going to do that, except to just probably cut it in a fourth and just enjoy my fourth of a steak <laughs> and do it that way. Um, but and, and it's crazy. Like, I've been so worried about this weight loss journey. I, I've completely forgotten my, my, about my birthday. Uh, if you don't know my birthday, it's August 14th. I am a Leo, uh, and the crazy thing is, like, the older I get, the more I forget about my birthday. I know that sounds crazy, but it's the truth, uh, and it might have had part of do with the way we grew up. Uh, growing up, we, we, you know, like, my mom would celebrate your birthday and get you a gift, but my birthday always coincided with going back to school, so a lot of my gifts revolved around uniforms you know and and i'm i'm not complaining about that cuz uniforms were expensive you know like like my the thing my brother used to do is like you know what what do you want we'll go get to get a haircut and he might slip me a 20 or something or my mom would give me a book bag that i want you know and and that's cool you know but now that i'm older i w- i would love to have like you know just not trying to sound like I want a lot, but I want to have a dinner, man. Like like a, a, a dedication birthday dinner. Like I I and I'm scared to ask for it because I don't want to seem like I'm a diva or anything. And because with guys, it's, I, I feel like it's really hard to ask for something. But I I I want I want a birthday party. And I don't mean like turn up. Like no, I, I want a like a birthday dinner. Like we're just. People I, I, I kick it with, you know, people I associate with. So I think that would be kind of cool, you know. I ain't got to be anywhere fancy because I'm not going to be able to eat much. But I would just like to sit somewhere on my birthday and look at the faces of people that, that really matter to me, you know, people that I care about. Sorry to turn this emotionally. Uh, but listen, I, I haven't really been recording like I want to, y'all, man, that, you know, with the surgery, I have, I had to kind of stay indoors for 14 days. You know, I, I had to, I had to heal because I, I had an appointment with uh, uh, a pastor like the Monday after my surgery. And I thought I could do it, man. I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't. Oh, I thought I was Superman. I am not Superman at all. Uh, I tried to get out the bed that morning and man, it felt like a midget I'm not going to say a midget. I felt like a little person had found me asleep and just beat me up in the stomach all day long. Like it hurt so much. And I hate I had to cancel because it was about a project. But I'm I'm going to get back to reincorporating. If you're listening, I'm going to get back to the business minutes. And if you got anybody that, you know, you think that may be interested in, I, I'd be more than happy. And I hate to say this. Something that's really been getting on my nerves, like really with this business minute thing, is free advertising. The only thing I got to do is just sit down and interview you. And some po- some people feel so high and mighty that they're too good for a free interview. And what I mean by that is I'll tell them what it is I do and they'll, you know, ask for like a clip or a link to what I do. So, you know, to check it out and listen on my podcast, I, I paid to get my analytics. So I see when somebody is checking my stuff out. I see who's checking my stuff out. 
I see who subscribes and who doesn't. I see how long you listen. And when when I give multiple people my stuff and they're like, oh, OK, I will just want to check it out and, you know, make sure it's legit, which I which I get. You don't want to meet with anybody. That's just anybody, you know, just some creep with a microphone. I get that. But don't waste my time. Like, don't have me give you all this information and we we do stuff and then you just fall off the planet like I take that personally because this is my baby. This is my way of giving back to you. I'm doing you a favor. I'm being your billboard because I want to help. I believe in what you're doing because it's positive. Don't don't turn away an opportunity for business, regardless of what your business is. I don't care if you rake lawns for a living. Do you feel like you're good at it? Do you feel like there's a, a, a demographic out there for you? Do you just maybe want to talk about it? And how proud you are. You want to tell me about the history of it? I want to know. I'm genuinely interested. And there are people out here who are genuinely interested. It's crazy. Like some it's it's funny that people look for these grandoise blessings and skip the small ones that could lead to the big ones. It ain't always about the cake. Sometimes it's about the breadcrumbs. And I'm gonna leave y'all with that. So this is uh, just your boy, sir, checking out. I want to holler at my fans, let them know what's going on. Thank you. Thank you for being part of this 2020 thing. You know, I know you probably wonder where everybody at, man. Listen, life is life. That's how it happens. But uh, just keep your eyes open. We're gonna, we're still here. We're still working in the background. And uh, if you're wondering where you can listen to this or if, if you haven't, please go subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm almost at 100 subscribers. And I want to get you weekly content, but I definitely need your support. Go out there and subscribe. Put somebody on. Everybody knows somebody that has a hustle, and I want to talk about it. Even if it's not a hustle, it might be an event. It might be, you know, just something or an, a topic that needs to be discussed. I'm willing to do that, man. I, this is what this platform is for. This is Mobile's platform. I'm dedicating this podcast to Mobile. This is yours. This, this is y'all voice. I, I want to be the platform for this city and positivity man so think about that just do that for me can you so do me a favor if you enjoyed this podcast go share it with somebody make them listen to it play it while they with you if they ask you who i am my name is sir i'm a native of mobile and this is 2020 podcast thank you